Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise the glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, this week, I'm super excited to chat with my guest. Um, I feel like we have stuff in common. I don't know if I've ever told you I had a boutique as well, so I can't wait to dive into that. But um, my guest is Emily Gray, and she is the owner of The Flourish Market. So thanks for hopping on and sipping and chatting with me today. I'm super excited. Um, today is my first day back for vacation. And I know I was telling you this earlier, but for anyone listening, I rolled into my boutique earlier today and my team was really confused. They were like, we got a shipment from like a wine place. And I think <laughs> there's a, a bottle of wine waiting for us that I know exactly what that's for. So I've been looking forward to this podcast interview all day and I'm happy to be with you now. Yay. Yeah. I am excited to chat. Um, and yeah, and I should tell all of you listeners as well. I saw Emily's earrings before we hopped on this. They're gorgeous. So she's gonna have to share the website and you guys can all go shop there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll they're so it. beautiful. Yeah. Awesome. Um, well, yeah, I'd love to, before we dive in, I saw on your website that, you know, you have a background in corporate and, you know, I just, I'd love to that, you know, you say that the, um, you know, all of your products have a bigger purpose. Like I would just love to hear all of that, you know, all of that stuff. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So I'm going to tell you about now, and then I'll track back a little bit and tell you how I got there. How's that sound? That sounds perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Perfect. So next month we actually celebrate six years in business as the flourish market. Yes. We are a women's and gifts boutique. So we sell a ton of clothes, sell a ton of gifts. We're located in downtown Raleigh, North Carolina, and we're brick and mortar, but we also sell online. And that used to be a simple percentage to share, but because of COVID that's fluctuated so much as far as percentage we sell in store versus online, because um, not only do we ship everywhere, but our customers have fully taken advantage of curbside pickup. um, And we can never take that away from them. Um, It's like the best (laughs) thing ever. But yeah, we carry over 200 brands, all of which have incredible brand stories that, um, you know, fight for different um, things. So like anti-sex trafficking efforts, they raise um, funds for childhood cancer research. Um, They do all sorts of things as far as, you know, employing adults who are different abled. And so all of our brands have really cool stories, but what we want people to see when they come to our website, which by the way, is theflourishmarket.com, or they walk in our brick and mortar store, or they go to our Instagram account. We want them the the first thing for them to see are just really cool, awesome products. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, the artisans, the women, the groups of folks who make the products that we sell, they don't want pity buys. Their products are actually really cool. (laughs) Um, Our prices are accessible. And so when people think of boutiques, a lot of times they think of um, very inaccessible price points. And we fought really hard to find uh, smaller brands who um, don't have crazy markups on their products, but pay their people fairly, are operating business ethically, and um, that we could easy button people doing good 
by using their purchasing power in an intentional way. So we like to easy button you supporting values that you care about. And I know that was a really big thing that people went through in the pandemic, this whole Mm -hmm. shop small movement, shop local and using your dollars for good. So that's where I, I am now. So actually the first year in business, we were a fashion truck. And year two, years two and three, we were a 1200 square foot brick and mortar store. And then years four, five, and now six, we're in a 3,500 square foot store, which is like the size of an anthropology or an urban outfitters. Um, part of that square footage, I also own a women's co-working space and incubator program for 50 female entrepreneurs in our city that do all sorts of things. So I'm obsessed with your podcast because <laughs> like you, I'm very pro women entrepreneurs. And then in addition to that, I have a third uh, business that I run called The Wholesale Way. I launched this almost a year ago, actually a year ago this week. Oh, how fun. I'm just realizing that anniversary. But a year ago this week, I launched The Wholesale Way. And that is a monthly group coaching program I have for indie brand owners and makers from all around the world, um, helping them focus on how to land and grow retail accounts. So I noticed there were a lot of tips online about how to sell through Instagram, how to sell through Facebook, how to do well at pop-ups. But there was a lot of just white space (laughs) when it came to no really tips being offered about how for indie brands and makers to get their products onto independent retailer shelves, which are really their bread and butter. So I don't, you know, tell people how to get into Target or Anthropology or Nordstrom. I tell them how to get into the tens of thousands of small retailers like us that can be their bread and butter. And so that has been such a rewarding thing. They get to hear from a retailer's perspective. I bring in experts and we've created this incredible community of makers and brand owners who not only are kicking butt and taking names as far as landing retail accounts and growing that part of their business, that income stream, but really this cool community of women who can talk about hard things out loud, um, the celebrations out loud. And yeah, it's just been amazing. So that's what I do. I think, you know, obviously the umbrella that um, kind of holds everything kind of fits under is I'm very pro, like I said earlier, women in business. And I want more of us to step forward and launching our businesses and growing that because I just see all the good that comes from that in the world. Yes. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I had no idea about the other two businesses. That's so cool. Um, and I just, I love how they're different yet. They kind of, you know, work together like that. That just seems like so much fun to do all of that. I wish I was in Raleigh so I could go in your co-working space. <laughs> it's, uh, we love it. And right now we've had to take a lot of it virtual. Yeah. I mean, you know, cheers to the zoom rooms, um, just with, you know, different mandates in our city and things going on with the pandemic. And this crew of women has just really rallied for each other. It's been cool to see. Um, and that's something I got from my corporate background, as far as love, loving, um, just knowing what people can do in the power of community. So I actually, um, grew up in North Carolina, went to college, graduated with a business degree, and actually just fell into a job with a Swiss investment bank right out of college, 55,000 employees. I was a small town, North Carolina girl, (laughs) and ended up living in London and living and working all over the world uh, for eight years. And so when I left to start the Flourish Market, I called it my third of life crisis um, (laughs) at the age of 30, but I was the vice president of change management and communications. And what that meant was that fancy title (laughs) meant that I was in charge of helping middle and senior managers work together to like 
with each other and to lead their employees together through change. So to take everyone's opinions in and to get people on the same page so we, they could move forward towards a goal together. Um, and, and I think entrepreneurship can be such a, uh, I don't know if anyone listening feels like sometimes they're just on a deserted island. I remember when I launched my business, none of my friends, my best friends, uh, none of them at the time were entrepreneurs. And so I just felt like I'd never been more supportive, but I've never felt more lonely in my struggles. And so um, kind of knowing everyone's goals and working together towards that, even though we're not in the same business, we're all like solopreneurs or many of the people I, I, I coach are solopreneurs. We can find that strength of each other and in community and cheer each other on. It's, it's powerful to see. Yes, totally. Yeah. That's kind of how this podcast was born. Like I yeah. wanted a community. I wanted somebody to talk to. I wanted, you know, like to know I wasn't like completely crazy for trying to do the right. things that I was doing. <laughs> And the champagne helps, you know, but, um, it was mainly yeah, the community of just, yeah, it's a, can be a, a lonely road. It can be rough, but it's also amazing. Um, you know that, and it's just, it's hard to like put that into words or explain it to other people that haven't, or aren't really on that same journey. You know what I mean? Yes. Who haven't walked it. And I just took a sip of my champagne. So good. Um, if <laughs> you are listening and you feel alone, it's not weird or crazy that you feel alone. It's actually an accurate response to the world of solopreneurship and entrepreneurship. And the best thing you can do is I always tell people, be the inviter. There's not a co-working space for female entrepreneurs in your city or your small town, you know, be the inviter, drive to a city that has meetups or, um, you know, gather together a couple of people that you feel are like-minded reach out to people. Cause actually the people on Instagram or the internet who you think are close by, who have a million friends or who are so fulfilled, a lot of times they are going to really look forward to your invite because that may not be the full story and picture of their life and business. Yes, totally. I love that. And I feel like, you know, I mean, I'm sure, you know, men are, they need support sometimes and, you know, we're Absolutely. just totally different. I, I find that it's women that like really, you know, love to collaborate and share ideas. And I'm, again, I'm not knocking men. I, I think really we just operate differently. And so when you find that group of women, like they're just there's nothing like that. You know what I mean? There's so much support and love and community. It's awesome. It's so true. Yes. So I just love that you're creating all that. Now I'm like, huh, I'm going to have to start a co-working space here in Hunter. Oh my gosh. Yes. I want every city to have one. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. So how do you, you know, like that's, you have three different things going on. You know, you've got employees and, you know, just entrepreneurship's crazy busy. Like, do you find balance or do you think it's a myth or like, what are your thoughts and tips on, you know, balancing work and life? Yeah, I definitely don't understand the word balance. I don't know what we're trying to get at. I always like <laughs> think of like a um, seesaw. And when I think of like balancing, like even if you feel like balanced at one point, if one, like the wind blows, you remember as a kid and like, it just like fell down, like the one side of the seesaw fell down or <laughs> yeah. another person, like I always think of like the economy as the other person, like we can't control them. If like something happens and they hop off or something crashes, like you go flying in the air. And so I just, the word balance freaks me out. And I, I tend to steer clear of it when I'm thinking through what works for me. For me, it's all about intentional choices. My business and personal life overlap so much. I mean, people mm-hmm. I work with, like my customers, my employees, they, they become friends. And then my friends are customers. And then, you know, when I'm chatting with my close friends who are entrepreneurs, we're talking about business. And then there's other times where I'm completely unplugged from thinking about anything in my business. Like this past 
you know, vacation I went on or when I'm out kayaking with my dog. And, and for me, it's not like, I know for some people it works really well to say, okay, when I get, when I close my laptop at 5 PM, I'm completely X out of work. Um, that's not for me. Mine intertwines so much because things that are important to me, as far as championing a woman's worth, helping women feel like they're not alone. And I've got a list of a couple of more, a couple more of those important values for me. Um, they, they mix in for business and personal and the, the lines are blurred. And so I just have to be really careful with what intentional uh, yeses do I want to make and leaving margin for yeses that I need to, to say yes to um, because people need me or I feel called to that or drawn to that. And so I think the biggest thing I've learned with this quote balance conversation is building in margin into my actual calendars so that when opportunities come my way or people I love are going through crap that I can, I have the margin to choose more yeses in the context of that week or month. I am an Enneagram three. If anyone knows about the Enneagram, the three is the achiever. And so our to-do list, you know, Nicole, I'll put down like 200 things every morning and I'm like, yes, I'm going to plow through this. And I've really learned to having to deconstruct that natural part of me that wants to do that because that's not good for my mental health. That just doesn't work for me personally. And so margin has been a really big thing that I've had to schedule on my calendar. And just specifically what that looks like is I only take meetings between three to 5 PM, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. All the other time is used for um, meetings with my staff or strategic, you know, like recordings of a podcast like this, uh, strategic partnerships. And so that's the only time that people can get on my calendar to meet that are like outside of my world or my business. Mm -hmm. Um, Friday's nothing scheduled. Monday's nothing's nothing is really scheduled. So, um, that's helped me feel more, I guess how people call it more in balance. (laughs) I love that. Like, I I love the idea of adding the margin in that it's just so it's simple, but it's just like genius. It's been helpful for me. Um, and I started that a couple of years ago and I've seen a really big difference um, in my mental health, in um, the posture I have when making business decisions and what I'm going to put on my plate. It's been helpful for me. You now I think everyone ticks differently. I'm really obsessed with the science of the brain. And so I won't go into detail on that, but <laughs> I just like to share what works for me personally, knowing that that's not the exact recipe for everyone, but it's worked yeah. for me. Oh, no, I love that. But then, yeah, just even just sharing what you're doing works for you. You know, that can give people like the ideas. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah, the idea of like, or even also to like, oh, permission, maybe that might work for me. Or, you know, if that's not totally what I need, it kind of opens the door to even that conversation, you know, which is Absolutely. awesome. I love that. So are there any like apps or automation or like software that you could not live without in your business? This is such a funny question. Okay. I always make a joke. I'm like a 93 year old woman <laughs> with technology and not like the hip great grandmas out there, but like the ones who like, you know, it took like five people, five hours to tell grandma how to set up a zoom, yeah. um, during the pandemic. So that's me. Um, and it's funny because I, I run a million dollar business and I've got three businesses and we are so efficient. I have a team of 16. We accomplish our goals. We work together really, really well. Um, but it's all pretty much built on relationship 
and not tech. So, um, and then empowerment. So I empower my team, the opposite of a micromanager, which is really good 99% of the time, the other 1%, I feel like people on my team feel like they're sinking. And so I have to come in and be like, I'm so sorry. I've created a sink or swim scenario. (laughs) But what that means is they're not having to email to, to check in or do all these things. And I'm actually not in my inbox. So I don't check my email. So I guess that's something I could offer up that is kind of on the tech front, but I have a business manager Shout out to Care Gray. She's awesome. And she's in my inbox for about an hour to an hour and a half a day. And then we have a phone call that's 30 minutes each day where she runs by things with me over FaceTime uh, that she can't do, that I'm the bottleneck. And so if it involves me, sorry, I live downtown, so... I hear sirens oh, all the it's time. It's fine. We've had like kids, dogs. Okay. Doors. I'm like, I live in a condo in the middle of downtown and, and I actually live right beside the fire station. So that's what's happening right now. Um, but anyways, I hop on the phone with her for 30 minutes and she tells me where I'm the bottleneck and what she needs me to do. So sometimes that involves me hopping in and answering to emails um, that need me to respond. But normally she is the one answering everything. And otherwise I'm never in my inbox. So I steer clear technology because again, my personal experience that weighs me down. It stresses me out. It uh, gives me honestly anxiety. And um, I feel like that is what makes us really efficient. Um, and then I only focus on things that are more strategic in my business, such, you know, this is an example. We're showing it for this podcast episode. Carrie Grace had already put in everything into my calendar invite marked out time for me to prep. So, um, maybe that's something I can offer up for, uh, folks who already know how to maximize tech things unlike me. Uh, but I really love, um, yeah, dividing and conquering different types of work. Oh, I love that. And I've had a few different, guests on and we've, we've talked about like delegating, like, I'm curious, was there like a point in your business where you're like, okay, I need to get someone or do you have someone from the get go or like, you know, and I know this wasn't, this is just a question that came up in my mind. Like, how did you know it was like the right time to maybe bring on that staff member? Yeah, this is so top of mind. I just did a big training for one of my clients, Spoonflower, actually, um, you don't know them, look them up. They sell really amazing, like wallpaper and pillows and all the tea towels. And they have like, like thousands of artists from all over the world who do surface pattern designs. And so it helps elevate the artist and then the artist gets a cut of what Spoonflower sells. Mm -hmm. Anywho, they had me do uh, three workshops for them for their makers. And I taught a workshop called scaling for makers. And it was part of a training that I actually have inside my program, the wholesale way. And of course I can't teach one hour training right now, but one the biggest thing I teach with like time management, when it comes to scaling, excuse me, while I take a sip of champagne, as I try not to try, get it. Um, is looking at, is this a $10 an hour task, a hundred dollar an hour task, a thousand or $10,000 an hour task. So customer service emails, um, for me, when I first started the flourish market, yes, to answer your question directly, it was just me for like the first month or two, obviously I had friends that I called in to help. Like when, you know, it was crazy and I got big pack shipments in, they'd help Mm -hmm. me name and price things, but essentially I was the only one in the business. Um, but you know, shipping out orders, like if anyone on here has a product-based business, you know, the whole, like you find the product, you put it in the box, you weigh it, you wrap it up, <laughs> you put the price, you put the weight into the actual back-end program to, to calculate the shipping label, then you print out the shipping label, you tape it on. It's like a whole thing. Um, and so that's more like $10 an hour work. And so when I realized that my 
world was filled with running on this hamster wheel of trying to only, like, I only had time to accomplish the $10 an hour work in my business, the operational tasks that, by the way, someone had to do, they absolutely had to get done, that work would stop coming to me, right? Because I'm not out there doing the marketing, the PR, all the things that are the $1,000 or $10,000 an hour work, the strategic things that would grow my bottom line that I kept backburning, backburnering. So when I coach people and people in my program, there's two types. One, one type of folks, uh, one group is like, okay, I still have margin in my days. I'm just afraid of the $1,000 and $10,000 an hour work, but I do have time to commit to it. So to them, I'm like, don't hire anyone right now. Mm -hmm. But for a lot of people, they fall into where I fell in two months into my business of, oh crap, I can't keep up with the operational tasks, right? These day-to-day $10 an hour tasks. So I need to bring on someone. And I actually brought on um, two unpaid interns because they were swapping for class credit. Um, which that exists in a lot of states. I'm in North Carolina. You actually cannot pay interns in my county who are swapping for high school or college class credits. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then I converted, they were so great. I converted them the next semester to be paid, but a lot of people don't realize you can get free interns, but even if you have to pay folks 10 to 25 to $30 an hour to help you do things, you can't tell me within. So I always give people the example, like if you need someone to ship out and do customer service, let's call it you know, they come over on Tuesdays, two and a half hours. They come over on Thursdays, two and a half hours. That's how I started my intern, right? That's five hours a week. Let's say you pay them 10 to $15, right? Let's call it $50 a week. So $200 in a month, you will be paying them. You can't tell me that in 20 hours, you get back from not having to do those things in a month that you cannot make more than $200 in your business. Mm -hmm. So that's like the line in the sand that I look at for myself, not only when I first hired my first two folks, but when I coach clients. And then also today, as I look at my team of 16, we monitor our time. I actually have this whole like time management tracker that I teach and coach around, but they track their time every 15 minutes, once a quarter of what they're spending time on. And that tells us how many more people we need to hire or the types of work we need to shift around if we don't need to hire anyone yet. Um, And that's how we make business decisions. I'm very data focused um, and I love numbers and tracking things in a way that you can make um, an educated yet sometimes still very scary choice, right? Of bringing someone into your business. Um, But it doesn't have to be that hard. Um, I try to easy button it and coach folks towards that. Um, but yeah, God team is 16 now. They're absolutely incredible. We have a great team dynamic. We have fun after this. I'm hanging up and I'm going to film a funny reel uh, to put on Instagram with them that they've already started right now. A dancing reel. We love dancing on Instagram at the Flourish Markets Instagram account. But yeah, I love team. I love accomplishing goals, but I also love coaching people and working alongside solopreneurs um, who just need that kind of kick in the pants and encouragement to go after the higher level tasks as well. Mm. Oh, I love that. Because yeah, I think, you know, as solopreneurs and entrepreneurs, uh, you know, we're the boss. You Like sometimes we don't have that person to like bounce ideas off of or that accountability, you know what I mean? So having a coach or someone like you, like that's there for support and also, you know, like that, that loving kind of shove is like, tap, so, tap. Mm-hmm. yep, totally. Oh, I love that. Yes. <laughs> um, and so what is your, what is y'all's Instagram? I'm going to have to follow you and everybody else can too, so we can watch all the dancing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so my shop Instagram is at the flourish market. You'll get to see all of our employees and our customers and 
we just try to keep it fun over there. We also offer inspiration. Um, you know, we show products. We just try to keep it fun. Kiff yeah. is what we say. Keep it fun. And then my Instagram, uh, where I show the behind the scenes of running my businesses and I try to show funny things and personal life and offer up tips, but just also just show my life, um, yeah. is at <laughs> Emily gray underway. So G R E Y Emily gray underway. And both are tagged in each bio and, you know, link tree gives you all the good things, yeah. uh, and how to find all the things that we're up to. But yeah, I love hanging on Instagram, by the way, if you listen to this podcast, message me there. I love hearing like what resonated with you and knowing you. I just, I love Instagram so much, um, as far as connecting with like-minded people. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's amazing. It's, um, I, friends on there that I've like, you know, never really met in person, but, you know, talk to them about things that I've like talked to my best friend that I've known for 30 years about, you know, like it's amazing how it's connected so many people across the globe. Um, so is my next question was going to be like, what's your favorite or most effective way to market your business? Um, it sounds like Instagram might be part of that. Um, and is that what like your go-to or how, like, how do you love to market your business? Oh, I love this question. I know you're in the marketing biz. So I'm like, let me be thoughtful and intentional in how I answer this with the marketing boss on. Um, so for us, it's been all about um, word of mouth marketing. So um, I know this doesn't work for all businesses, but for our business, we've never spent a penny on advertising. And in less than three years um, with no loans, no advertising, we built a million dollar business. Um, we did over a million dollars in revenue that year. So, and we've only grown since, well, last year was a weird year. We count out 2020. I mean, that didn't exist. Let's just ignore that. Um, you know, we did, that wasn't a consecutive year of growth. We did dip down, but we're back on track this year. Um, and it's all been through word of mouth. Um, it has been the power of the everyday woman, coming shopping with us and sharing on social media, sharing in person with her friends, uh, sharing on Facebook and just getting the word out. And one particular thing we've done that came from my early days of being a fashion truck. So like a week before I launched my fashion truck, my city, uh, changed the rules, uh, with like food and fashion trucks, which we were the first fashion truck or one of the first in the County. Um, and they said, we couldn't just park anywhere. So basically that meant I was all my plans had changed. So I had to pay to be at events. I couldn't just go and roll up in front of the building. And so what I changed my business strategy to be is that I would ask women um, to host me in their driveways or out in their street, outside their houses mm-hmm. and invite their friends over. And then I would donate 10% of sales to their favorite charity or donate to them in a gift card. And, you know, I did like three to five or more of these a week in my fashion oh, wow. truck. Yes. And when we open up the store a year later, I've never stopped doing those parties. Well, except during COVID when we were shut down. And so that is how people have learned about us. They get an invite from their friend last year. Actually we did porch pop-ups. So (laughs) when we had to be shut down, we're like, we're take our boutique on the road. Everyone wore masks. We fit around all the rules of safety for our communities and our city. And, you know, we've just let one person, right. This hostess spread the word about us to their friends. And it's been cool to watch, you know, people are so hungry right now for community and to gather. 
in a safe way. And, uh, it can be weird during times like this of like, what is that person's rules at their house? Or are they going to feel weird if I think X, Y, or Z? And so we are a third place, like a gathering place of like, okay, well, our city has these rules right now. It's a mask mandate. So come in here, everyone wears their mask and, but we can still gather. We'll have a fun playlist. We'll laugh. We'll joke. Everyone's safe. We're not breaking any rules. No one feels weird because, you know, it's our rules that we've set. The hostess doesn't have to set the rules and people love it. And they get to gather with their friends in a time when, you know, we feel almost like we have to hide in our homes and we become quite comfortable with that, even though it's not good for our mental health. So that has been a big way we've grown our business, but not only grown our bottom line and word of mouth, but grown our impact as a place where we want women to feel safe gathering and comfortable gathering, but also then spurred on to make connections where they continue to gather, you know, in the coming days and weeks and months, uh, not necessarily at our store, right. But, mm-hmm. um, with people, um, in their lives. I love that. Oh, that's awesome. And I, I love that you like still did the pop-ups and took it on the road. That's just such a great and innovative way to keep it going during like such an uncertain time. And I'm sure people were just like, oh my God, this is, you know, we all need something like that, no matter what the time, but especially last year, <laughs> you know? Yes. We needed something. We needed mm-hmm. something besides the zoom rooms. So that's for sure. Yes, I know. <laughs> God. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah. And word of mouth marketing is like such a, you know, it's so effective because, you know, your friends are telling you. Trust so your friends. Yeah, exactly. I, I love that. Um, and yeah, I work with a lot of business owners and, you know, they're like, oh, I should spend this on ads. And I'm like, you know, we can do it without ads. Like, I think, you know, we're quick to want to try and get like the quickest return, you know, um, but that's not always like the best. And it's sometimes, yeah, that's great for businesses, but you know, every business is different. So I just love that that's how you've grown so fast. It is, it is. And our community has been everything. They've stood by our side during the pandemic, even before that, when I was going through some personally challenging times in my life and women supporting women is a real thing. Yeah. It's a very real thing. And I think, um, as business owners, we have the opportunity to lean into that. You know, not everyone's called to be an entrepreneur. Um, in fact, most of the world is called to support (laughs) small businesses and entrepreneurs. And I think making that ask, inviting people into our story, not as a reader, but as a co-author of what comes next helps people find their footing in, in their calling, right. And, and find their purpose and find their meaning in a really powerful way. Yeah. Oh, I love that. 100%. So how do you continue to grow? Like what do you, can you think of anything like that you do to get like, kind of get out of your comfort zone to help you grow? And like, do you have any tips on, on any of that? So yeah, comfort <laughs> zone, right? Oh my gosh. Comfort to me is just grabbing for the low hanging fruit each day. Um, I like checking boxes. And so anything that requires me to be innovative, be strategic, right. Is outside of that comfort zone, even on the you know, um, strengths finders test strategic is one of my top strengths. It is still outside of my comfort zone because it is not from a psychology perspective and in studying the brain, like the neuro pathway, that is the one I've done the most. Right. And so anything I do <laughs> that involves, um, changing, right. Or making strategic plans puts me outside of my comfort zone. But the biggest way I would say has been successful in helping us continue to grow is continuing to listen to our customer, Mm -hmm. like listening and listening well. And we did this way before the pandemic, but especially during the pandemic, this was a big deal because, you know, we closed our doors and had um, tons of Easter dresses, which now no one needed because no one was gathering for Easter. And so then I'm like, okay, 
people want loungewear? Like, what do you want now? What are you buying? If you are buying, um, what can we offer you? And that was a really cool way to, um, stay in business is by listening. And so we've always done this since the conception of our business, but every six months since we started, I've sent out a two question survey every six months in exchange for a 15% off shopping pass to our customers. Um, and we ask like very specific questions. So the July of a couple months into the pandemic, I said, you know, what are website enhancements you'd want to see us make? So shopping online for shipping and curbside pickup is easier. I mean, and these women, they don't even just write one. They only have to write one word, right? To <laughs> be able to submit the survey to get their 50% pass. They take a long time. We're talking about paragraphs and it is so awesome to read. We held, um, you know, every quarter we do like, we invite 10 to 15 customers for quarterly roundtables at the shop. We used to just serve really good dinners. We're not doing that right now. We're doing these over Zoom. Mm -hmm. And we just have a series of 10 questions that we ask our customers. Um, When we go to market every two months, you guys have to follow along if you ever want to know what like going to apparel market is on my account and the Flourish Market account. For those two to three days, we're at markets every two months. We post like a hundred Insta stories a day of votes. You know, do you want this red jumpsuit or this green jumpsuit? Do you want more turtlenecks or more V-necks? And people get so into it. They get in fights. It's hysterical. Um, we get the best DMs. We were like, no, you have to get that jumpsuit or you have to get that skirt. Even though it's like 17% of people voted for it. Um, most people hated it. So it's super fun. Um, but any way we can listen and listen mm-hmm. well that is how we continue to grow. And a big thing I see when um, businesses listen is one way I think that they drop the ball. And this is me having my change manager hat on from corporate is that we forget so, so many times to tell people what we're going to do with their feedback. So I don't know if anyone's ever filled out a survey or like I get them all the time at the grocery store, you know, fill in this survey for your chance to win and blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, I actually want to know, does someone hear my feedback? Or are you going to take board any changes? And it's actually not from a psychology perspective that you have to take board every change they suggest. But anytime we send out that survey every six months, a couple of weeks later, I always turn around and tell them the five actions we're going to take. And if people don't see their suggestion being taken forward, that actually doesn't hurt their feelings. It can bum them out maybe a little bit, but actually if they see any changes that you're making based on the collective group from my like psychology perspective, people feel like, totally on your side. They feel part of your business. And, um, yeah, that's just helped us continue to grow. People know that their, their feedback is very impactful and powerful in our business's success. And we've got the best, they've got the best ideas. We've gotten the best ideas from them. The porch pop-up idea came from our survey in July. So two days later we launched them and we did, I think like 93 of them last summer. I like never want to do a porch pop-up again, (laughs) but it helped us stay in business. We were like sweaty. It was like a whole thing. Um, but it was a great way to connect and continue to listen to customers at those and in our store and, um, yeah, keep marching forward with, with their marching orders for us. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, and yeah, it's a, again, such a, I feel like a simple concept of listening, you know? Um, but I feel like sometimes we get so kind of wrapped up in like, you know, running our business or like the reason why we did it and which, you know, is fantastic, but maybe things evolve and change. And so like getting that feedback from our customers is like critical to be able to, you know, the direction of your business and your growth. Yeah. Yes. I love that. But so I love the uh, quarterly roundtable idea too. That's a fantastic idea. It's been really, really helpful. And 
it's funny because customers have become friends that like never knew each other um, because they're like-minded, right? They want to do good with their life. That's why they shop at our boutique. And so it's been cool to see the friendships that have come out of those round tables. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I can only imagine. Um, well, awesome. Okay. So we're down to like the last quick five questions I have, um, which are your favorites. So what okay. is your favorite book? Book. Okay. I feel like a lot of people say untamed or a book from Brene Brown. If you love Brene and if you love Glennon Doyle, I want to recommend the book by Lovey, who by the way is legit the funniest person on the internet. Um, but if you want like a little bit of faith dashed in with a little bit of equality dash dashed in with like hilarity, um, her book, uh, the fear fighters manual, actually it's called professional troublemaker. And the byline is uh, a fear fighter manual. I definitely recommend getting that on audiobook. We sell the book at our store, get it on audiobook. Don't get it from us. Um, <laughs> just listen to her, read it. It's hysterical. That is my top reco. Awesome. I have not heard of that. Like, and it hasn't been suggested yet. So I just wrote it down because that sounds fantastic. She's hilarious. She's so funny. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so what's your favorite drink? I mean, the champagne is really good. Um, but I would say my favorite drink is flavored water. So mm. anytime there's like cucumber water or pineapple water or mango water, anything like that, I don't like water and I struggle to drink it and drink enough of it. So I actually infuse water at my house in a big jug. Um, and that helps me stay hydrated and I have to drink it out of a straw. I don't know what it is. If you struggle to drink water like me, <laughs> buy some silicone straws. I did that last year and it changed the game with water for me. Yeah, that's a great tip. And I, I mean, I, it's true too. Just like a little bit of fruit or a little bit of something in water. I mean, something. Game, cha- something. Yeah, game changer. Yes. It's like, oh, this is fantastic. <laughs> yes. Um, what's your favorite thing to do to relax? Okay. This is like a very hard sell on a product that we sell at the Flourish Market. And you're going to love it. Okay. So it is called a wormy. And if we're sold out, go just Google it and try to find it somewhere else. But it is a neck wrap. They're like 20 bucks and you warm it up in the microwave for 90 seconds. It's got lavender in it. And just sitting that on my neck relaxes away the stress from the day I may have had. I work out and do weights. And so that helps me just relax. Um, when I'm having stomach cramps, I put it on my stomach. It is the best thing. My dog's obsessed with it. He tries to like curl up with it, but go to our website, theflourishmarket.com, search Wormy. We also have eye masks that you can do the same thing mm. with. And my friends that get headaches and migraines, they love these products. Awesome. Wormy. That's an interesting Wormy. W-A-R-M-I-E-S. Wormies. Oh. Cause you warm them up. Uh, okay. I wrote it as like worm with a Y. <laughs> I know my accent's hard sometimes. <laughs> um, that sounds fantastic. I have played, I had a few like co-ed soccer games this week and I have used muscles that like, like my neck is actually sore. Yes. I'm like, I don't even use my neck in soccer, but um, oh. there's just muscles that I kind of forgot I had. So um, I'm going to have to order one of those today. They're amazing. <laughs> What's the lavender? Like, uh, that's just so soothing. Um, yes. Okay. Smells so good. Awesome. Uh, what's your favorite thing to watch? Oh, gosh, watch. Um, okay. So I don't really watch TV. I watch good morning America every morning, but what a snooze mm-hmm. to recommend that. Um, I love the news and I know most people don't, especially right now. Um, podcast. I'm going to give a podcast recommendation. Um, Brené Brown's podcast, which is now on Spotify. So you have to go search for it there as an entrepreneur, any of the dare to lead, uh, episodes, they are so, so good. 
Um, she draws out like questions of people that like, you know, they've never talked about before and it helps you feel less alone. It's really, really good. And yeah, sorry, I don't watch TV, but I love podcasts, but I think that entrepreneurs would love that one. Yeah, no, I love that. You're right. Cause I, I don't I don't watch TV. Well, I mean, I watch like reruns of Arrested Development, but like, I don't really put it in that. <laughs> so I, I shouldn't change this, check, like this question to watch or listen. Um, I love that. I didn't know she had a podcast. Um, oh, so I'm going to check. So good. Okay. Yeah. She's amazing. I'm going to check it out. I, I've been listening to more. I never, it's kind of funny, even though I've had a podcast for like two years, I never listened to podcasts until like May of this year. <laughs> Oh, I believe like I, you. I yeah. Believe you. Like I just never did. And now I can't like get enough of them like on my runs and I don't know. Yeah. So they're amazing. There's so much you can learn out there. So, um, and lastly, where's your favorite place to go? I'm excited to hear this one. Cause you said you traveled a lot earlier. I travel a lot. Um, go to my Instagram. You can see all the places I travel. I have a ton of recommendations on there, but I do want to bring up where I just returned from last night and that's Puerto Rico. So if you live in America, a lot of people don't realize this, um, but you don't need a passport to go to Puerto Rico, which also means, you know, so many of my friends are very stressed about leaving the country because they feel like there, it'd be very stressful to find a place to get a negative COVID test. And then what if you get like a false positive or what if you do get positive, then you can't get back into the country. And so that feels stressful for people that does not personally stress me out, but I've heard this a lot. Right. Um, and so go to Puerto Rico, that is not a situation there. Um, you know, they are part of the U S and so, um, the water is lovely. I'm going to create a Puerto Rico highlight on my Instagram probably tomorrow. And so you can see all my recommendations. We went and saw live music and salsa dancing where the locals go. I have all, I love when I go a place experiencing like the locals. So we went to two beaches, um, where the locals, only the locals go. I did the most amazing hike ever is my second favorite hike, uh, only second to Cinque Terre in Italy. And Mm -hmm. it's just so beautiful. And a lot of your points, if you have points on airlines, will get you there like for free. Um, it's very easy to get to Puerto Rico on points, and which is what I did. I got my ticket and two tickets for my friends. It was like $11 each ticket with tax. So everyone <laughs> there is so lovely. Highly recommend. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Like I was saying, I've only seen pictures and it's funny. My friend I was telling you about her husband from Puerto Rico. She lives in Raleigh. Well, Holly Springs, which I think is a burger. Oh, right? Yeah, right yeah. by us. Yeah. Oh, she, I'm going to have to send her in your store. You'd love her. Um, she's been my best oh, friend please. since I was like 12 is when we first met uh, playing soccer. So <laughs> so cool. The world yeah. is so small. I know. It really is. Oh, I lived in North Carolina for a year. Brevard. It's like right outside of Asheville. I know um, it. Yes. Yeah. That was super fun. But we, we missed the Northwest. So we came back. But uh, I love North Carolina. It's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Well, awesome. Okay. I know you've dropped the, your website and your social media and stuff, but you, can you say it again, just so everybody like getting off this, can write it down so they can come shop with you and hang out with you and see pictures of Puerto Rico. And I'll also put this in the podcast notes and everything as well. I would love that. Yes. Instagram link tree is there. Okay. So I'm going to give you three things. Um, one, the flourish market Instagram is at the flourish market. Number two, my personal Instagram, I throw down there with real fun things. Please follow me there, especially (laughs) if you're a maker or indie brand owner. That is at Emily Gray Underway and Gray is spelled G-R-E-Y. And then the third place, this is very specific, but if you are one of those makers or indie brand owners and you are interested in learning more about um, getting your products onto retailer shelves, no one's teaching this information and I want to help you go to thewholesaleway.com. 
Okay. So my program's closed right now, but you can get on the waiting list. I open it twice a year, jump on it when you can. Um, it's the wholesaleway.com. And what I would tell you is that's not going to be a lot of you out there. This is a very small niche group of people. If you have a friend, okay, that makes things, um, and who's ever considered retail, or maybe doesn't know how it works. Um, please send them to my Instagram at Emily Gray underway and to the wholesaleway.com. I'm looking to find and build women's businesses. Okay. And to transform what's on the shelves across America. Um, and I need you, I need your help in helping spread the word and getting people the advice and feedback and the easy buttons that they need. So thanks in advance for spreading the word. Yeah, totally. And that just made me think of, um, this gal I've known for quite a while. She's a, like a maker's coach, but kind of like how, like helping them get their Etsy store set up, I think in like some kind of like marketing and stuff, but I don't, not so much as getting them into wholesale. So I think y'all would have like an awesome we'll hit it off. Yeah. I love and it. And I'd love she's to got have a membership. On. Yeah. Like, and so, um, I will, I will connect you guys. Via email us, after, please. Yeah. She's amazing. Be perfect. Yeah. We all need each other. If totally. you take away anything from this podcast, and this is like a big thing I love saying, but we need each other. Mm-hmm. We need to lean into supporting each other. Um, and yeah, together, I really feel like women are unstoppable. Yeah, totally. And I think, you know, sometimes too, we're like, oh, I don't want to be a burden or I don't want to ask that. And I think, you know, once we actually do need it, people are like, oh my God, yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Yes. So I don't know if it's like yes. in our own minds that we're like holding ourselves back, but I think, you know, everybody's just so supportive and it's like, how can I help? So just something to remember. Well, awesome. Well, this has been so much fun. Um, I have had such a fun conversation and sipping. And so I know you're so busy. So thanks for like taking the time to, to chat with me today. Um, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, thank you for doing this podcast. I think it's so needed. I'm like, yes, please. All of the entrepreneurial podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, we need to hear each other's voices and not just like the things that are easy, but the struggles and things that can be hard. So I'm really grateful you shared your platform with me. Yeah. Well, yay. Um, well, awesome. Yeah. We'll have to do this again. Um, you know, on some sort of like anniversary or something and connect again. Sounds good. Sounds (laughs) good. Cheers. Awesome. Well, yeah, we'll have a great day and thanks for stepping with us today, guys. We'll be back next week. Bye Nicole.